You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fix and thank you. Biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome in to the Martin Houston Show on the beautiful Tuesday morning here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I am Joe Gaeta filling in for Martin Houston. There'll be no Martin Houston Show on Facebook this morning. He should be back tomorrow after handling some business. I'm joined on the other side of the glass by Jacob Harrison. And the two of us will get you up and at them on this beautiful Tuesday morning. You can find the show on Twitter at Tide109. Or find myself at Joe Gaither six and find Jacob at Jacob Harrison, two J's and two N's. Send all your comments, questions, queries, and complaints to us there, and we'll see if they can get addressed. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business this morning, 205-342-9904. If you want to get involved in the program, if you want to talk about any of the topics that we've got lined up to talk about this morning, we will be joined by DC Capstone Report in the second quarter at 6.15, and he'll be with us through the rest of the show if you've got anything you want to bring up with DC this morning. We've got a lot to get into this morning. Uh, fallout from last night's Monday Night Football, 30-27, to goes to the Saints in overtime. And then uh, uh, probably the biggest news in SEC yesterday is the SEC had its first game affected by COVID-19 of Vanderbilt and Missouri is going to be postponed uh, due to Vanderbilt not having enough scholarship athletes to to field a team, to field a real team and to, to meet the scholarship requirements. I believe the scholarship requirements require you to meet 53 scholarship players. Uh, and I believe at the moment with their current COVID-19 testing and their current COVID-19 uh, protocols, they are under that 53. So that game will be postponed to December 12th. Uh, and so if you want to talk about the SEC postponing that game as well, you're welcome to call in on the Taco Casa hotline as well, but the, probably the biggest thing still on Alabama fans' minds is reaction to the game against Ole Miss this past weekend and looking forward to the big, big matchup here in Tuscaloosa. Number three ranked Georgia comes in to play Tus- to play Alabama at 2.30 on Saturday. So a lot to get into today. Jacob, good morning. How are you doing this morning, sir? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, that That, you know, overtime game kept me up a little bit later than I wanted to, but I got to see if just, Justin Herbert's the real deal, and man, he really looks like it. So, <laughs> yeah, that fella—he looks like he can really play. And I got to admit, I wasn't very high on him. Uh, yeah, me neither. Last last off season, so good good for him. It's, I mean, the Chargers are kind of like the uh, the Falcons of the West Coast. So eventually, they're going to have some bad luck. I feel like, but that's just the nature of that franchise. Well, the bad luck was you know, having to go to overtime because their kicker missed an extra point in the first quarter and then missed the game winner at the end. And then ultimately Drew Brees does what Drew Brees does. Brutal. I didn't watch a single second. So you're informing me there that, uh, Michael, was it Michael Badgley? Uh, yes. Who, you know, right before he, he swings his leg for that, uh, game winning attempt. Uh, Steve Levy says that, uh, Badgley had, dubbed himself with the nickname Money Badger. And, of course, uh, not to bring up any repressed memories of your own, uh, proceeded to 
doink the ball right off the upright. <laughs> well, you can't give yourself a, a, a fat nickname like that and then come up short. That's a that's a recipe for disaster. It's going to make you look bad every time. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, uh, Jacob, uh, you know the big matchup this weekend, Alabama and Georgia. Alabama and Georgia. Uh, kind of puts together the question if you'd rather have an, off, an an elite offense or an elite defense. I know we talked a little bit about it yesterday with the defensive struggles, but I, I went back and I was thinking to myself, the last national championship team that had its defense be significantly better than its offense, and I came up with the 2011 Alabama Crimson Tide, the uh, the, the 21 to nothing rematch game against uh, against LSU as probably the last champions that had its defense be significantly stronger than its offense. Do you, do you have any qualms with that take that 2011 was the, the last time that the, the championship defense was a lot better than the championship offense? I'm not going to say you're wrong because that's a, that's a lot of teams. But if you asked me this question 10 years ago, obviously that's the height of Alabama and its defense, and I would go with defense. I'd say you absolutely need a defense wins championships. But in this day and age, I'd rather have the elite offense, the offense that can score at will whenever it needs to and quickly, uh, d- no matter the situation, how many timeouts they have, what point in the game it is. I need a quarterback that can get it downfield in 50 seconds if he has to. Uh, absolutely. Go ahead. Well, but the the fact of the matter remains that defense still wins championships. You still need elite pieces, uh, especially in pass coverage and especially in the secondary, uh, that can change the game at a moment's notice or handle another team that has an elite offense just enough to let you, uh, you know, get an advantage. I mean, that's what happened in this Ole Miss game. And then if you look at the past two champions, uh, you know, with LSU. Their defense wasn't elite for most of the season, but it, it it certainly looked elite in the playoffs. But there was elite pieces on that defense that held Trevor Lawrence and Justin Hurts at bay in the playoffs. And then when you look uh, the season beforehand, Clemson's defense, uh, j- probably just shy of elite. Obviously, their offense was better. But because they had an elite pass rush, that's why they were able to get the jump on Alabama in that national championship. Yeah, it's about having the pieces that uh, can impose a defense you know, impose the defense's will on you. If if Alabama can find a pass rush like uh, Clemson had two years ago, or you know, or or find the secondary play that that LSU really had last year, the defense can really be fine, even with some large holes. Uh, Alabama's a six-point favorite this weekend. Uh, do you, would would you touch that line? I think with such a strong offense that Alabama has, I think I would play with that line. I think Alabama's offense. Uh, despite what the defense has done over the last couple of weeks, uh, well, the last, you know, the first two, three weeks of the season not been extremely impressive. I, I think I still would ride with the offense. Matt Jones beca- became the first Alabama quarterback to throw for uh, over 400 yards in back-to-back games. Uh, Najee really got himself on track last week. I think that this offense uh, is something that you can count on, uh, ca- count on week in and week out. I would probably play the money line or the over-under instead of the spread, to be honest. Uh, Stenson Bennett's a lot better than I think anybody on this planet, including Georgia and its fans. See, you know, Jake from light. I mean, to a degree. Uh, and, and, you know, considering Jake Fromm had a less than spectacular end to his career, that <laughs> that's kind of a bad thought for Georgia fans. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he can get the ball to his playmakers, and he can uh, extend long enough. You know, he he looks good in the pocket. He throws an accurate ball. Uh, And, you know, my biggest question marks with Georgia was never about their defense or their team as a whole. It was who was their quarterback and how was their offensive line going to hold up because they they lost a lot of pieces on the offensive line, Uh, at least three starters from last year. Um, But, I mean, overall, you know, if, if Alabama's defense played like it did, you know, this past Saturday, uh, then I, I would probably take Georgia on the spread, to be honest. Uh, it, w- it would be a very, very close game. But if Alabama plays like it did in the first two weeks on defense, I think it could be a, a different story because I think Alabama's offense, I, I, I'm always going to take the elite offense over the elite defense in this day and age of football. It's just, it, it works itself out. Yeah, it does work itself out. And, and going back 
to just uh, talking about the the Alabama offense. If you know, well, actually, a little bit further with Alabama's de- Alabama's defense over the last two weeks. I don't think that uh, I don't think that Alabama's defense is going to be challenged in the same fashion that Ole Miss challenged the way that Lane Kiffin sc- schemes up his offense. I don't know that Georgia is going to be scheming up the same style of offense. I think Georgia's offense plays into the strengths of what Alabama's defense does. Uh, and, and as, uh, you know, I, I think they defend that pro-style offense better than uh, the spread-type offense that Lane Kiffin brings to the table. So I don't think they're going to be challenged near as much this weekend. Uh, I mean, they'll, be, they'll, they'll certainly be challenged. They'll have to stop the run. Uh, Zamir, Zamir White, you're, you're going to have to stop the run for sure. But as far as weapons on the outside and spreading the ball out and spreading the defense out, I don't think that Alabama's defense is going to be as challenged uh, this weekend as it was last weekend. Jacob, let's step out to the uh, Taco Casa hotline and check in with our buddy Pat this morning and see how he's doing. Pat, good morning. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. Good morning, Joe. Hey, I think we need to get you an hour of Barry's show and just call him the cup of Joe every morning. (laughs) I can't take any time from Barry, but thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, because, hey, I mean, who cares about basketball at this point? I mean, hey, oh, we got football. (laughs) Exactly right. Hey, I mean, but I'm I'm getting very, very excited about – uh, what Nate Oates is doing on the offense, I mean, doing on the recruiting trail, it's just absolutely incredible. Our hats off to him, you know. Absolutely. And, they look like they're on fire on recruiting trail right now. Oh, One five-star already in the barn and a couple more five-stars on the hook. five-star center? Did you see that? Bediaco, Charles Bediaco, looks like he's a former teammate of Josh Primo. Looks like he's a Canada boy. We're we're going north of the border a lot to get our talent, Pat. Well, well uh, hey, I got a Canadian daughter-in-law. She's just cut and picking excited. She's she's beside herself. And uh, but anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, uh football here this morning about uh what we're going to be able to do to be able to stop. Oh, this Georgia offense, and it hey, they don't have oh anybody any anybody like Lane calling a perfect game. Lane exactly. came so close to calling a perfect game, and uh, hey, I'm kind of wondering hey, if Lane won't be oh somebody that we need to make a call to if uh Dabo says no. What do you think? Well, that certainly became a, a interesting proposition over the weekend. I was reading a couple of different people thinking that uh, Lane Kiffin is moving up the list on who who's going to succeed Dick Saban. And I thought to myself, I'll be darned. I would have never, ever thought that. <laughs> I, I would have never, never, never thought, thought that. anybody would have been mentioning such as that. But, however, hey, you got to give credit where credit's due. Hey, Lane must be the best interviewed that there's ever been because he's been able to get some very, very nice jobs. I'm not talking about the Ole Miss job. I'm talking about all the rest of the places he's been. Well, certainly you get an NFL job. There's only 32 of them. As I think he was the youngest guy to get NFL head coach. And then he goes to Tennessee for a year for a pit stop. And he goes to, goes to, uh, his his alma his alma mater USC. I I I think he's had some great jobs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, the ultimate uh place. I don't care what anybody says that uh, it's the ultimate uh coaching job is at Alabama. And uh, well, Pat, what do you I, think that uh, Alabama can do on here. defense to uh, uh to slow down this Georgia offense? Uh, well, that number one. Uh, they're not going to have the issues that they had. This is a this I, this Georgia team plays like Alabama wants to play football. Yeah, and I think that uh, number one, a whole lot of the stuff that happened last week was just sheer luck. Uh, hmm. You had two five. It was one play where they were going around uh, the end, and it seemed like to me they were going around. Uh, the right end and two five stars. Uh, Anderson 
was chasing uh, the play. Anderson missed him, and Dylan Moses missed him. That didn't happen. They took a slightly wrong pursuit angle on him because neither one of those, both of those players are relatively sure tacklers, and that just didn't happen. I mean, it, the football gods were in Lane's court at, on that particular play. What do you think? I think there was certainly some t- tackling issues on the defense, and, and, and a lot of it, uh, I think that you're right. I think there a, a lot of things that happened on Saturday night was just uh, perfect place at the perfect time for Ole Miss. And, and and a lot of breaks went their way. You know, they say the football bounces funny ways. I think the, the football bounced in Ole Miss's direction uh, plenty of times on Saturday night. But uh, the tackling issues, that's the thing that, that gets me uh, uh, concerned for the future. It's if we're having trouble tackling, uh, that's, that's going to be something that needs to get worked out sooner rather than later. And I don't know if there's a – magic tackling coaching point that the whole team needs to needs to follow or what needs to happen but the tackling is the it was the glaring uh the glaring error for me for the defense on saturday night hey pat we got to get to break okay. we're going to get to dc hey, uh appreciate yeah, you, got, you okay. got any final good, thoughts good, good deal good deal y'all have a blessed day thank you boys bye-bye thanks so much pat we appreciate you always being a part of the martin houston show and you you can be a part of the Martin Houston Show by calling the Taco Casa Hotline. It's open for business, 205-342-9904. When we come back on the other side, we'll get caught up with DC Capstone Report to get his insider perspective on the Crimson Tide. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan, traffic center, no active wrecks, traffic light around town, steady on the interstate between Birmingham and Tuscaloosa. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a terrific Tuesday. That means terrific savings, terrific selection, all at towns of Nissan. Get it today. I'm Captain Ray. A beautiful fall day today. Sunny, cooler, and less humid, the high 78. Tonight, clear with the low at 53. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days. Highs between 81 and 84. Friday, sunny, breezy, and much cooler, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Joe Gaither and Jacob Harrison sitting in for you on a Tuesday morning in place of Martin Houston. And it's our pleasure to welcome in D.C. Capstone Report this morning. D.C., good morning. How are you doing? Oh, doing great, Joe. How are you doing this morning? Oh, having a great day so far. Recording from a from from a closet in the house because I'm uh, in quarantine, so I'm just trying to stay away from everybody. Find myself a little soundproof room and and uh, talk talk to you and Jacob this morning. <laughs> I hope you're feeling better. I'm glad to see you're back on the road recovering. I'm certainly feeling good. Uh, I appreciate that a lot. Uh, DC, I want to first just open it right up and get your thoughts on. Uh, on the Big 12 football game that Alabama participated in over the weekend? Well, I thought it was a very exciting offensive game. If you if you came to watch a defensive battle, you were highly disappointed. But you <laughs> came to see a, a, a very exciting game on offense, and you were uh, you came away for, you came away excited about what Alabama has this year and playmakers and offensive ability, ability to strike from anywhere. Ability to make up for mistakes, ability to drive down the field, ability to put, impose their will on the other team. Everything Alabama's always fans have always said they wanted Alabama to be, 
they had it on offense. I think we hit on all cylinders on offense. I was very proud of the team offensively. If you came looking for a defensive uh, improvement, then you you left disappointed. And I think that's where some of the fans are now. They want to blame everybody uh, whose fault it was in that game. But uh, as I said yesterday on my podcast, the uh, this was a uh, perfect storm of a game uh, it happened the way it did, and uh, no pun intended. The rain did cause a little issues, but uh, you know Lane Kiffin created the other issues uh, with the way he called the game and the way that Ole Miss approached the game. So I, I think overall you could have left really excited, or you could have left, left really uh, dejected. The, the truth is probably somewhere lying in the middle of that. I certainly agree with you there, and, and uh, your point about Lane Kiffin causing the other part of. Uh, the malfeasances the uh, on on defense. I, sometimes I feel like Alabama fans forget that there's another team on the on the field and they're trying to do their absolute best to uh, perform well. Also, I agree 100. percent I think uh, one of the things that Alabama fans forget is that we have an opponent, and when the opponent hits on all cylinders and calls all the right plays and gets all the right bounces, uh, then no matter who that opponent is, uh, it's difficult uh, to. Uh, to, to uh, look good against that team. And I think that uh, Lane Kiffin, probably above any former coach that Alabama uh, has had on their, on their team, he's probably more respected by Coach Saban as an offensive mind and offensive genius than any other. And he knows Coach Saban's defense, and he knows how to exploit it. And that's one word to describe how you exploit the Nick Saban defense, and that is tempo. And yeah. the tempo is the tempo coupled with the wet grass and the wet ball and the and the wet players with the uh, with the with the rain uh, that coupled together was a uh, perfect storm of a of a of a, de- a bad day for defense and when I say tempo, uh, Coach Saban's the defense is really everybody's saying it's Pete Golden's fault. Well, this is Coach Saban's defense. They haven't changed yeah. that much, and uh, his defense is always designed. Uh, to adapt, to, and, and when you use tempo and movement uh, and you have uh, individual players that miss assignments because of that tempo and movement, uh, then uh, you can exploit that type of defense. And I think Lane Kiffin did just that, on, and, and every play that he called worked. And I, I think that Alabama fans forget about the fact uh, that we've got an opponent that's doing their best, and when they're doing their best and they execute uh, very well and you don't execute very well, you get what you get what you got on Saturday night. Yeah, so certainly agree with you. DC, let's step out on the Taco Casa hotline and get our friend Super Joe into the program to see what he has to think about the game this weekend. Super Joe, how you doing? Roll Tide, good morning. Hello, good afternoon. One thing I'll say, um, good morning, y'all. I'm going to tell you what, I saw defense got really put to the test, and, you know, I know I'll, I'll look at it like this, you know, Lane Kiffin, you know, and his, you know, coast, you know, okay, he sparred against the Alabama defense for years, and then, you got to look at this, too. And then he also, you know, he had to know, you know, Coach Saban. But at the same time, sometimes it's just like, you know, when your defense got to get put to the test at some point. It's just like the year the Chicago Bears won the Super Bowl. They got put to the test really against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> that Monday Night Football. Anybody remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember it. Yeah, it was 30 to 24. I was in the third grade that year. Well, I agree with you 100%, uh, Super Joe. There's a, if you look back at every Alabama uh, championship team, there was a game within that championship run uh, where uh, they got pushed to the test or one thing that one bounced wrong or the other way, then we might have had a loss. And so I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I think we, anytime you come out with a victory, uh, you can learn from those mistakes you made and get better. I think Alabama had that opportunity. But be mindful, too, that when we won in 2009 championship, Auburn put us to the test. They started beating us 14 to nothing in Jordan Air Stadium. Okay, and that was on a Friday. And, uh, and every, every season there's been a, a game or two, Super Joe, that could have gone the other way. It just depends on the bounce or not. Super Joe, what do you think about for the game uh, coming up on Saturday? You think Alabama's defense can get back on track playing Georgia? Yes, I do. Honestly, because of our come. I'm sure they're taking a good butt showing by Coach Saban and and some <laughs> chest stuff. I'm sure Pete Golden's getting his as well, you know. And I'm sure he's he looking at him because he, you know, Pete, Pete Golden was pretty disgusted too. But I mean, I'm gonna say it like this though, you know, that that defense didn't you know can regroup because there was once upon a time 
we were fussing at the offense. You know, we were just mindful too. We wonder how the line, how the offensive line gonna block. You know, how does Adrian McCown get enough time to throw? There was times, you know, and we didn't know we were gonna keep a quarterback healthy, but we was we was worried a bit about the defense. There there was times of that, but now we in vice versa. But I'm saying like this though, you know, I believe it's still gonna be Alabama Clemson in the national championship, but I'm gonna have to watch that game at home because they're already talking about fifteen hundred dollars for nosebleed section. So just imagine what the low-level yeah. tickets are going to be like. Yeah, those national championship tickets are going to be steep, steep, steep. Super Joe, thanks for calling in the program, man. We appreciate you being a part of it. Take care, Roll Tide partner. Roll Tide partner, indeed. DC, you got that national championship level uh, connections? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. I think I'll be watching this whole myself. Neither do I. The couch will serve me just fine. So I uh, spun it just a little bit with Super Joe right there at the end there. Uh, the the defense obviously has room to improve and obviously has uh, a bit, you know, a lot of mistakes to clean up, a lot of tackling and alignment and just general execution to uh, to clean up. DC, do you think that Alabama's defense, it, it, we, we're kind of uh, getting a little bit about what the doctor ordered uh, playing a Georgia offense that maybe plays into Alabama's uh, hands a little bit stylistically? Most definitely. I think Alabama matches up better against Georgia than they do against any other team on their schedule. I think I think uh, Alabama's defense is, beat, is built to beat Georgia. I think mm-hmm. uh, Alabama's offense is built to go against Georgia's style of defense. So I really believe that uh, this is a game, this is a perfect game for us to bounce back. A perfect game to have before Georgia was the Ole Miss game, and a perfect game to have after Ole Miss is the Georgia game where you get to get back into something that you are uh, more comfortable with and, and you won't be stressed. Uh, and here's what I say. People say, well, they'll, they, they've showed their weakness that people will take advantage of. If Georgia tries to adapt their offense to be like Lane Kiffin's offense, then we've already beat them before we start because they yeah. won't be able to – they don't have the athletes nor the – nor the uh, wherewithal to run that type of up-tempo style and, and play four quarters. So, uh, you know, that, that's not that's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Alabama's defense built to compete well against uh, Georgia's offense. So I look for us to bounce back big this week. I agree with you. Speaking of D.C. Capstone from D.C. Capstone Report, uh, we're going to take a quick break right here on the Martin Houston Show. You guys can get in on the show by calling us at – 205-342-9904 if you want to talk about the old Miss game from this past weekend, uh, kind of what's going on this week, and what we're looking forward to uh, playing Georgia on Saturday. You can do that by calling that Taco Casa hotline. That's 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic light around town, steady on the interstate between Birmingham and Tuscaloosa. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a terrific Tuesday. That means terrific savings, terrific selection, all at Towns of Nissan. Get it today. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization 
your school, your church, your family? Are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Joe Gaither, D.C. Capstone, and Jacob Harrison sitting in for Martin Houston this morning. And D.C., I want to spin it. You know, I'm I'm a glass half full kind of person so while a lot of my friends were uh pulling their hair out over the defense and admittedly i wasn't thrilled about it i I more so was very 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 uh excited and very happy for the offensive side of the football you have uh mac jones going for 400 yards in consecutive weeks the first alabama quarterback to do that in history you have Najee harris going for over 200 yards and scoring a whopping five times. You got both Waddle and, and and Smith going over 100 yards receiving. DC, talk about the effort uh, that you saw out of the Alabama offense this weekend, and kind of where it. Uh, obviously, we're coming off of a huge uh, offensive team over the last couple of years with Tua, but the ability to, to just uh, kind of turn, you know, turn, you lose rugs, you lose. Uh, Judy and you, you lose Tua, you lose Wills, guys like that. But your offensive production is still very, very high. Well, I'm just excited about the upside of this Alabama offense. And, and here's yeah. the scary thing for you: I don't think we've seen the top of this Alabama no. offense. I think it could be even better because every time it was placed in a situation where it had to, it had to uh, compete, it had to be successful. It did. Even when it gets behind the chains on stupid penalties that, that that they that they make or shoot themselves in the foot, they're able to overcome because of the athleticism of the, of the team. And I have to I have to think this, Joe. I think the missing cog, the one thing that's even better this year than it was with Tua uh, last year, is the offensive line. Now, I think yeah. this offensive line has played really, really well. Were there some missed assignments? Yes. Were there some penalties? Yes. But overall, as a cohesive unit, this offensive line. And the way they've used the, the, the tight ends to help the blocking has made the difference in pass protection and running the, running the ball. Uh, and then that just opens it. When you do that and give the quarterback time to throw the ball, it opens it wide open for the playmakers. And, man, we've got some playmakers. I think Jalen Waddle yes. is quicker. I think Devontae Smith is faster this year. John Mitchie is fast. We've got three uh, playmakers on the outside. Miller Forstall is doing a good job of catching the ball. Najee Harris doing a good job of catching the ball in the backfield. When you give the quarterback time to throw uh, and you have a quarterback that can put it where it needs to be, uh, that is the makings of a fantastic offense. And then when you add in running backs that are able to, to get the hold and, and, and run the ball with a good offensive line, then that, that's really an overall good offense. And I'm excited to see what we can do against Georgia uh, because everyone says that's the best defense. Well, if that's the best defense we're going to face, and this is the time for our offense to really step up and shine. And here's something I said yesterday on my podcast that I really think makes a difference. Coach Saban said that he wanted this season to be played because he wanted the players to be able to create value for themselves. There's mm-hmm. no greater game than the than the uh, Georgia game on a national stage, number two versus number three, game day in town. Everybody, all eyes watching for these players on offense to even do more step up greater and, and, and make a name for themselves. So uh, create some value for themselves. So I'm, I'm excited about the, uh, the upside of this Alabama offense, which I don't believe we've ever have seen the, the ceiling yet on them. I agree with you about not seeing the ceiling there. Uh, speak, you know, speaking of how much further this offense can go, last week before the Ole Miss game, 
Landon Dickerson was one of the players made available in the press. And uh, someone asked him how he thought of the run game so far. Now, this was before the Ole Miss game, but his response was, it's been disappointing uh, that, that they weren't very happy with it. Now, Najee Harris ended up going for over 200 yards and, <laughs> and five, five touchdowns. Do, do you agree with his assessment that it's been disappointing so far, or do you think we're right on track with where we, th- where we should be? Well, I think I think he feels like it's disappointing because he puts more uh, a standard on himself. Sure. Uh, it was not up to the standard that they were playing to. They wanted to have a, a, a large, more rushing presence. Uh, and I think that we saw that come up in the Ole Miss game. Part of that yeah. product is doing better, but also part of the product, Ole Miss didn't play well up front uh, on, on runs. So we have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, the Alabama the players did play well. Ole Miss didn't play well. But – uh, be that as it may, it's hard to run for 200 yards on anybody and score five touchdowns, no matter who you're yeah. running against. So, uh, I, I give credit to the offensive line and making some adjustments and, and coming out and wanting to play to a better standard on the running defense, on running the ball. And I think they did. Well, uh, they're going to be faced with a much bigger test this week with the Georgia defense. Georgia's defense is, uh, I believe, number one number one in the nation in rushing defense. Looking at my notes, yeah, they're uh, giving up 38 yards a game uh, are so far, which is uh, stiff, which is really stiff. So, uh, ideally, Alabama's offensive line and the running backs can uh, – capture the momentum they found from last week and uh, and really really hammer Georgia on the ground to set up Mac Jones for those play-action passes. Do you think that Alabama's offensive line is going to be successful against this top-tier top uh, Georgia defense? Well, I think they are, and here's the reason I believe they are. If you, if you watch the way that Georgia plays defense, it's a Kirby Smart-minded defense where you have the, the front seven and a safety uh, that really fills the gap on the on the uh, run game. And uh, I, I believe they rely on corner play to match up uh, individually with their with their outside receivers. When you have three receivers in the game and you use your running backs uh, on play-action passes, it's going to be very difficult for them to stack the box in order to just stop the run. They're going to have to respect the passing game of Alabama. And by doing so, they're going to loosen up a little bit of the running game. So I don't look for them to hold Alabama – uh, like they did Tennessee to minus one yard rushing or to 38 yard rushing. I look for Alabama to be over the 38 yards uh, in the first or second quarter. Uh, simply because <laughs> I believe Alabama is going to be, they're going to have to loosen up their defense in order to respect the passing game. And um, I think the play action passing is the way to go. Uh, I, th- I think the run pass option that, that uh, Matt Jones shows he's more proficient at than giving people giving credit is another way to go in this game. So, I look for Alabama to really uh, to top the 100-yard mark in, in Russia in, in this game. I, I certainly agree with you. I think we're going to keep the momentum going. That And obviously the defenses, Ole Miss defense and, and Georgia's defense are vastly different. But I think that we'll still be able to uh, find a successful running game uh, to open things up for Mac Jones and the, and the and the offense to get down the field. I, I think that they complement each other so well. Uh, you you look at what a defense does. Do they want to stack the box and slow down Najee Harris and that offensive line, or do you want to kind of spread out and protect against those long bombs? Uh, it's really kind of a pick your poison with this offense at the moment. See, that's something that Alabama really hasn't had in the past, where where you have the three wideouts that could beat you at any any time. And, and the point I'm making about that is, and the running game to go with it. We've always had we've had great wideouts. Last year we had three great wideouts, but we didn't have the running game at all times to go with it, so they could they could concentrate on one and 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 try to take it away. If you try to take away one of these offensive weapons, the other one can burn you. So it's going to be interesting to see what Georgia decides to do uh, to stop Alabama's run game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, flipping it to the other side of the football for the defense. Uh, now Georgia, we we kind of just touched on it a little bit that Georgia's. Uh, offense plays into Alabama's defense's <clears throat> hands stylistically a lot more than Ole Miss or you know or, or say a Texas A&M or maybe even a Florida kind of a type spread it out uh, offense would would, it, would end up doing. Do you uh, who on the on the Georgia offense makes you think okay we got to stop that guy? To me, it's it, it's Zamir White. If you can slow down the running back, the rest of it will kind of uh, fall fall into place, and it, they'll become a lot easier to defend. 
Well, I think it, the, the Georgia offense starts with running the ball, and they have to run the ball in order to make their passing game successful. Uh, you know, I think obviously Pickens uh, is, a, is a threat at any time, and Stetson Bennett has played extremely well, uh, more than, than people give him credit for as well. So, you know, I look for those three, that, including the running backs you've mentioned, to be able to stop. But if we can stop the running game and force them to throw the ball, I think they're less comfortable being forced into a passing attack than they are in, in the play-action passing game that they like to run. So um, I, I look for Alabama to be able to compete with their front seven uh, against the, the run enough uh, to try to, to make Georgia try to open up with the pass. Now, I think our weakest point you know, is our secondary at this point, and covering the passes on one-on-one, especially with the long uh, athletic receivers like Pickens. So, um, I think it'd be we're going to have to really hunker down in the defensive back end there, especially with one of our safeties starting safeties not being able to play the first half. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to need to hunker down on the back end and make sure we don't give up any explosive plays. If we if we can do that, the passing game keep everybody in front of us, uh, then I, I think that uh, we will be able, we'll be okay defensively. Uh, what a, put yourself in a. Uh... In Kirby Smart's shoes, Kirby Smart and Scott Cochran's shoes. What what will it be like for Scott Cochran coming back into Tuscaloosa to 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 play this game? I think it'll be bittersweet for Scott Cochran. I think he spent great years here. He has a great affinity for Alabama. I think it's going to be tough for him to come back without thinking about those great years he had here. But on the other hand, it's going to be he's coming back as an opponent now. He's coming back as a guy that's going to have, and he has a motivation where. He's the biggest motivator Alabama's ever had. So now he wants yeah. to motivate his players to be the ones that wrecks Alabama's season and, and goes on to play for a national championship. And I'm sure he would love for Kirby Smart to be the first coach to beat uh, Alabama as one of uh, Nick Saban's assistants. So, and he's had, you know, he's had a couple of chances and he's failed. And so uh, I think uh, Cochran sees himself as I get to go over there and help uh, Kirby beat Saban. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, focusing on that when he comes in. But I think it'll be just uh, you know bittersweet for him coming back. I think you'll, uh, but I think that he's looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. You know, CBS will be bringing it up left and right every time that he's on the screen. They'll probably say something about it. Uh, that CBS usually does the hammer one thing into into a broadcast. Let's take a quick break here on the Martin Houston Show. We're talking to DC Capstone Report as we're get, breaking down the uh, Georgia game this coming up weekend. Uh, if you want to get involved on the program, you can call us in, in on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. This is the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a minor wreck, 2059 eastbound at the Covered Bridge Road exit. You can expect some minor delays. Everything else around town looks good. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call. It's a terrific Tuesday. That means terrific savings, terrific selection, all at Townsend Nissan. Get it today. I'm Captain Ray. Good morning. Students were originally supposed to return to full-time classroom study in the Tuscaloosa City School Systems yesterday. That was delayed due to health advice. That has left many parents scrambling to find child care, and they're not happy about that. Full-time instruction has been delayed until next Monday. Protesters outside the Tuscaloosa Police Department are demanding answers to questions they have about the death of Kendrell Watkins while in police custody in August. They want Police Chief Brent Blankley and the two officers involved to resign. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The 
sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Welcome back in to the Martin Houston Show on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Joe Gaither and Jacob Harrison filling in for you on the, this morning, filling in for Martin Houston. And we're joined by DC Capstone Report. DC, before we close it down today, let's tell everybody about your podcast and where they can find your stuff, sir. Yeah, the podcast is already up. Uh, it's at dccapstonereport.com, or most people link us up on DC Capstone Report Facebook page. You can also follow me at David Cott, that's D A V I D C O T 5 0 on Twitter. And uh, we're always sponsored by FreelancePictures.com and RollTideBama.com. Uh, Lance uh, Chores, my production assistant, does a great job putting up video and pictures. You can go on there and get those for free. Absolutely, and that's a great follow, great information and resource to keep up with your Crimson Tide. DC, let's step out on the uh, Taco Casa hotline and welcome in our friend Curtis Moore into the program. Curtis, good morning. You're in with DC. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Um, good morning, DC. Morning, Curtis. Hey, hey, I got a quick question before we um get get off the program here, and um, I just joined in, so I apologize if y'all already brought this up, but it's kind of uh, regarding the uh, defense. Um, what this might be a stupid question, but I'll go ahead and ask it anyways. What what would you think about um Nick Saban kind of um doing like you know how he did for Tasha Floyd and Pete Golden about a couple of years ago? What do you think about Nick Saban kind of taking over the the headset and, you know, control the game as, you know, defensive coordinator since he's a guru at that? Kind of like what Malzahn does with the office over in Auburn across the state there. Um, is that kind of silly? Because, you know, Sark is already handling the offense well enough, you know what I mean? And he's also been a head coach. You know, Sark is an offensive guru as well, so – would that be too much of a load on Nick Saban? I mean, I, I don't know how that works, so but I just want to get your take on that. Well, I think, Curtis, that's a, that's a good question. I don't think it's a, stu- a stupid question at all. I think it's a really good question. And I think that what I've heard, what I've seen, uh, that Coach Saban uh, took the blame after this loss, that that was his fault. Uh, and I, I think that he didn't mean that just as a coach speak. Um, I believe that, in, that he is taking more and more of a role already. So I think you're on to something there. Uh, and I think that's twofold. One is he, he's trying to teach the young players uh, his his off his defense and how to match up against the offense and how to play his defense against certain uh, offenses because it's very difficult defense to learn. If you look at if you listen to any uh, pro Alabama player that's gone to the pros and you've listened at all, you've heard them say, uh, you know, I didn't have as much hard a time adjusting here. Uh, because the defense we ran Alabama was much more complicated. And so I think Coach Saban is taking a little more hands-on approach, and I think he will continue to do that. Uh, so I think you're on to something there that uh, we may never know about because we didn't know about the Toss the Boy situation until after the season. Uh, we may never know about it, but I do think that Coach Saban is taking a more hands-on approach and will continue to do so uh, throughout the season. Yeah, but again, another thing that satisfies is it's not like it's kind of embarrassing uh, Pete Golden because I know he thinks highly of Pete Golden, and there's just some things that we as fans may not know about him. That's why he's still around. You know, make him as just a solely position coach. He'll still be involved in everything, but then just have, you know, Nick Saban behind the scenes kind of calling, you know, the uh, defense. And everyone's talking about, um, uh, what's the name, uh, Charlie Strong. But the thing is, I know Charlie Strong still getting paid by South Florida, so I don't know, you know uh, – <laughs> And, and there's just no spots left, you know, coaching. You know, no coaching openers on the staff to really do that. So, I don't know. This is an idea. It is a good idea. Curtis, thanks so much yeah. for calling. Anything else for D.C. this morning? Uh, no, sir. I know y'all are cutting time for short. But uh, th- thanks for your call. And roll, tie, roll. Curtis, thanks you so much for for calling in, man. And I appreciate you being a part of the program. And you're kind of leading me right to where I wanted to finish this thing up with you, DC, is for the people who are, and, and you heard them and you saw them and you probably saw them in your comments on your 
on your podcast and everything on, on, on your on your Facebook page. The Fire Pete Golding crowd, the people who think that, uh, you know, Fire Pete Golding and the defense will suddenly, uh, you know, be, be, be back to ironclad, be back to giving up zero points, three points. And I, I want to get your take on 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 that from a, you know, an experienced perspective, uh, what, what, what would you say to the people who are in the, Hey, we need fire Pete Golding. This guy's no good camp. Well, I understand that type of uh, reaction. Uh, my own brother calls me and tells me we need to fire Pete Golding. So I, of anybody, <laughs> I know what we're talking about. And I've gotten, like you said, all the comments on my, on my podcast, but the truth of the matter is that everything that, we are hooping on Pete Golden this year is not all of his doings. And so yeah. Coach Saban really does uh, garner a lot of the crit- criticism and no one wants to criticize. And I think that uh, he himself has criticized himself. And so I think that it, uh, this, this defense that he has is, is difficult. It's the concept to, to uh, execute. And I think he's working on that. And I think, it's, as he said, it's nothing that they can't correct. So I believe that he gets in there, they can get this corrected. The, the peak, fire peak golden crowd, uh, I think people just don't like peak golden because he doesn't match up to a Jeremy Pruitt or Kirby Smart's acumen uh, right. that he had here. So I think that uh, that's a little bit out there. And I, I talked to a, a person that's a contact of mine inside the Mississippi program. We talked about all this before the game and rehashing after the game. And he said, hey, on your podcast, Give credit where credit's due. Mississippi has a good offense, and we're excited about the future there. Uh, and Alabama did what they had to do to stop Mississippi on two the last two drives in the fourth quarter to hold them to field goals that turn the momentum of the game. So you don't have a bad defense. He said, and I guarantee you this, I don't think any other team you'll play this year will score 48 points on you. And so let's give credit where credit's due. Let's see how we come out of this uh, old, uh, Georgia game, see how we come out of the Tennessee game before we start – putting a stamp on the whole body of work of Pete Golden this year. I agree with you. You got to give him the whole year. And for the people who are, oh, fire him, fire him, they don't always consider what the next step is. Okay, you fired Pete Golding. That's great. Uh, but what are you going to do to replace him? Are you going to replace him with guys who are already on staff, Charles Kelly, Sal Sanceri? You're going to pull Mike Stoops and Charlie Strong out of the analyst pool? No matter who you're pulling pro- from, you know, you're still getting the same defensive system, and you know there's no secret secret recipe that those guys have that Pete Golding doesn't. I agree 100. I think this is Coach Saban's defense, and Coach Saban's going to step up and he's going to get it correct. We'll see a better defensive team this week against Georgia. Absolutely, DC. Thanks so much for jo- Joe and covering the spread 31-21. 31-21. Big roll tide. For DC Capstone Report, find him on the Twitter at DavidCott50 and find his uh, his podcast on Facebook. Thanks, David, so much for joining us. All right, thanks, Joey. Have a great day and roll tide. At roll tide indeed. This has been the Martin Houston Show. Coming up next is going to be inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson that take you into the next portion of your morning right here on Tide 100.9. The last throughout the year.